So okay ladies and gentlemen, um we've sailed through the night last night and we are now in where are we Dara? Dungarvan. We're in Dungarvan and we are about to go cave diving for some spider crab and it was a long day so we decided to give you a little podcast um because you haven't been on uh, social media much. Today's topic is an interesting one which I find it's uh it's the universe. I got a message yesterday off a girl a friend of mine and she says how are you doing glenn and i says eh, i'm doing great i'm actually on a porter ship and she's like what so she went onto my instagram and she's like how does the universe keep constantly throwing stuff like that at you so we're going to give you a few stories of um the universe you know if certain parts of our life where we were in the right place at the right time so uh, i'll give you a quick little story i'll start and then i'll go on to dara so i was living in the french alps and um I was living day by day, week by week, didn't know where I was moving to next. And um, this kid came to join the season in the French Alps late. So the season finished in around April, May, and he came, I think it was March. And he was only a trainee. He was uh, he came from college, so he was working for free and, you know, he was he was learning, learning his craft. So basically, um, we were sitting at the bar and I says to him, you know, where are you from? And he says, uh kind of sweden but not sweden you know and i was like what so he was showing me pictures and he was telling me all about this beautiful place where he comes from it's gotland an island off the coast of stockholm and it's um it's just nuts i've never heard of gotland before i met him and just it just happened that he walked into the kitchen the right place at the right time so he was explaining about you know it's a it's a there's a castle wall built in the 13th century surrounding it and it's it's everybody's real open-minded and in the summer all these crazy parties go down so the more i was talking about the more i wanted to know and i wanted to live there so i spent three days i emailed every company from bicycle companies to kitchens and i finally got a lead and i got a contact and everyone was like ah you're mad glenn you know you, you're you're not gonna go you're not gonna live in Gotland, blah 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 so in a few months later was in Budapest and I got a message. Uh, Glenn, you have to go ahead and come um, to Gotland and I'll pick you up from the ferry. So I got the ferry from Stockholm. Got, got picked up by Christopher Gardner and he brought me inside a hotel which was built in a... A lot of it is still left from the, the 13th century and it was just... Ricard Olsen, uh, I want to thank and give a shout out to because just the perfect time he walked into that restaurant that because of him... He got me that contact in Sweden and Gotland and that got me experience to further my career and move forward around the world. You know, it was awesome. I met so many good people there. Uh, Ali Papa from Afghanistan and uh, the the Gambian brothers that also taught me uh, Gambian cuisine. So it's kind of amazing how the universe can, if you remain positive, what it can do for you. So uh, I'll put you on to Dara now and we'll start with one of Dara's stories about the universe what what do you remember about the universe of of one story of the right time at the right place surely you have something there yeah so like the universe and playing with the energies of the universe is kind of like sacred timing really yeah sacred timing as in you have an idea you have momentum in the idea but it can be really difficult or it can be very very easy everything can fall into place yeah so you with the use of the magic of the universe plans and everything can manifest quite rapidly if you're in the right direction the right headspace the right momentum 
So even when on the boat trip, I was crossing from Norway to Shetland, and me and a Danish man, we got into a huge storm. Boat got completely smashed. And I'm we're going back, bailing out the boat, buckets and buckets, going back to Norway. I'm like, I failed, you know. <laughs> my, head, my head is down and I'm like, is this it? Like, this is it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to bring the boat back, you know. Like, this is a disaster. Like, I have this boat that I'm to spending all my savings on. I had a trip that's not going to work out. And now I still have a boat that I don't know what I'm going to do with. The winter time is getting ticking on, so it's getting further into the winter. And I'm going, shit. Now I have a boat that's smashed, melted battery in half, a lot of wooden damage under the front of the boat. It's currently sinking, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, shit. But then, you know, I meditated to the universe and I said, if this is what's meant to be, if I'm meant to go through this dark patch, it's meant to be. Yeah, yeah. And I asked the universe, if this mission is meant to be completed, if you could help out in that sort of way. And then the next day, a man arrives. This man just appears at the harbour and starts talking to me. And I knew as soon as I looked in his eyes, I was kind of like, okay, they've answered. Before I even talked to him. So then I started talking to him. And he's like, yeah, I've been living on boats for 20 years. I'm a mechanic. I'm an electrician. Just random. That's and I'm a sailor. And He's everything you needed, yeah. I'm off, week, I'm off work for the next three weeks. I have an island 20 miles from here with a full boat workshop. So I went, nice one. He was like, you'll be, bring you'll be your bow over, you know? And then that's when I got such encouragement that I was going on the right path. And what I was meant to do, I was meant to keep going. And the sacred timing, see, sometimes bad things can happen and it delays something. And in that instance, you might think, oh, the world is being cruel to me, you know? But really, it's delaying you for an inevitable, more, a higher, positive outcome. Yeah, yeah then all the delays and all the dilemmas that happened during the trip and even during all the trips, I've always said to myself, okay, if these bad things or these delays hadn't happened, I wouldn't have met this guy. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the right it, place it, at the, the right, right time. The right place at the right time. Yeah. So when bad things are happening, it's not like the universe being brutal to you. It's actually being... It's meant to happen. It's meant to happen. Definitely. So it's actually working with you. So being positive when times are hard knowing that someone is coming someone is on their way definitely so so we'll give you a laugh um so i traveled in australia for two years met a lot of people whatever got me canadian visa so i was living in cambodia no first of all i was, I was in thailand and i had like a little bit of money sent money home and didn't want to go to canada in december i wasn't ready i wanted to enjoy myself in asia you know walk somewhere didn't have a clue where i was going to walk had no clue about life hadn't even got much experience in anything you know there's not much you can't walk construction like you know in, in asia wasn't cooking at that time so randomly sitting there new year's eve new year's day actually dying of hanover mate i was fucking getting sick blood i was really in a bad place at the time but um this guy named patrick swoonser i met and the only reason why I approached him, yeah, because he had a turtle backpack on his back. And that's the only reason. I was intrigued. <laughs> I was intrigued, right? And I was like, this big guy, this cool guy, surfer dude, snowboarder dude, um, funky ha. He was getting all the attention. And I was jealous. I was like, this cunt, I, I want to be with him. 
everybody loves him. Who the fuck is who the fuck is this guy? And within about five minutes of talking to him, he says, Glenn, I, di- I didn't even ask him. I didn't even tell him wh- where I need to go, you know? Yeah, All yeah. I was looking for was guidance to go somewhere, to go to the right place. Yeah. And he says, Glenn, without, he d- I didn't even say it to him. Within the space of two minutes, three minutes, he says, Glenn, you need to go to a place called Chinookville. It's made for you. I've contacts there. He says, they're all off the rocker. It's a party town. It's it's place where no bad people exist. You can do what you want. It's this magical kingdom. And I was like, I was locked drunk. The next day I woke up. I was like, no, a bit like the story of you saying, are you mad? I was like, am I mad? Am I going to listen to a fellow with a turtle on his yeah. backpack to move to, to go, really? Am I really going to go to Cambodia? Yeah, yeah. Go all the way down there to look for work? Listen, a, a fellow with a fucking total backpack am I off my fucking rocker like yeah so um basically uh ended up going there I meet a stripper because I had joking through and it was it was fucking it was just mad times the bus broke down and just crazy stuff kept happening where I was I was obviously mentally disturbed I was all I mean rocker drinking um the, the bus broke down right so they're trying to fix it with a Pringles box and all this <laughs> shit and I'm like fuck this shit so I go in the toilet no toilet or whatever. And I have severe diarrhea from the drink, everything. And I only have $20, $30 American dollar bills. So I'm like, fucking hell. Moving my ass with $20 bills. Yeah, and it's like yeah. a stripper. Just mental stuff, right? So um, anyway, go go to Cambodia. And I'm on, on this booze cruise. And I fell out of the Big Easy. Andrew Mason. He says, I've been looking for somebody like you a long time. You can you can look around. You can walk anywhere in Cambodia, in the Big e- or anywhere. But... The Big Easy is family. So shout out to the Big Easy. The Big Easy is like, it's, you have to be, you can't just rock up and get a job. You have to have like, connect with them on an emotional and energy level. Uh-huh. So all of a sudden, Andy gave me a job. And I was standing outside the door from six to 10, promoting, getting free food. They unlimited alcohol. They cleared all the tab, everything for me. And then I was end up becoming, being dressed as Spider-Man, running pub crawls. It was mental. <laughs> but from there, it's nuts how the universe unfolded and followed into following my heart. So I was like, right, fucking hell, I haven't got that much money. Who am I, I'm going to go to Canada. I've nobody, I don't know which part of Canada. Am I going to go to Toronto? Am I going to go to Vancouver, Whistler? Who do I talk to? Nobody on my Facebook, nobody that I've met from my contacts was in Canada, right? So about two or three days, two or three days before I'm going to Canada, a fella, an Irish fella, comes into the bar and I says what, what's happening how's, how's your, your trip and he's, he had so much soul Keith Loftus was his name he's doing very well now uh, we're selling bottles of uh, kombucha for Aldi from where, where he came from and he's, uh, he's a big inspiration he means the world to me but basically he was like oh come to Vancouver you can stay on my my sofa whatever but he's kind of he's never on his phone he's, he's a nightmare to get in touch with so then then randomly I said right I'm going to follow my heart I'm at the, the universe is calling. I'm gonna go to Vancouver. I go to Vancouver, right? So, no money, nothing, nothing left. Randomly bumped into Keith. Keith brings me bags home, puts me up in his fucking bed, whatever. Nobody would trust me. The landlord wouldn't even trust me because obviously I was on the rocket at home. But Keith's seen something behind the chaos, and Keith was like, gave me an opportunity. Just happens that the same day that happened, I walked in, met a fella that used to be. Um, Ian Battle is his name Psychopath He used to be working With the Hells Angels And everything But he was a big huge Faffala And he was like Well you're going to work for me 
construction, dropped a hard hat to, to the hustle and ended up working for him. So from there, from meeting the fellow with the turtle backpack, to meeting Keith Loftus, to going there. So then all of a sudden, right, listen to this, this is nuts. Then all of a sudden, Ian Battle says, I need your passport details. And I was like, passport details for what? And he says, uh, we're going to fly by helicopter to work on a lighthouse, right? And I'm like, what? And he says, yeah. He says, uh, for, I was blagging demolition, I didn't have a blatant clue. So he, he, I gave him password details, didn't hear from him. I was like, nah, this is, this is blatant nuts. This is, this is, this is bonkers. So anyway, and this is coming up to where, how I met you. So this is fucking bonkers. This is, this is nuts. Like, this is not normal. So then anyway, the day after Canada Day, I missed me flight to the lighthouse. Thanks to fucking Michael Kelso, you prick. But um, <laughs> missed me flight to the lighthouse. And so get get a different flight, call the boss and he's like screaming at me. So we fly from Vancouver to Prince Rupert and Prince Rupert, uh, a chauffeur, a limousine picks us up, drives us to the helipad and the helipad bridges over to the lighthouse, right? So I didn't even know how, how to get to Whistler, the snow the slopes where you are. Didn't have a clue or anything. Randomly me, um he's gonna kill me, I can't even remember his name, my brain is fried, you meet that many people. Randomly me oh Chris, Kiwi Chris, yeah. Walking for this demolition firm that was on the lighthouse in um, in Canada. And he says to me, Glenn, uh, you ever in, would you be interested in doing a ski season? I says, it's one of my biggest dreams. I says, I'd love to do a ski season, right? And he says, I'd love to contact there. I'll give you the contact, whatever. So then I applied for the job, got an interview, was in Vancouver after the lighthouse, and uh, hitchhiked, but it was an hour and a half to Whistler, I get to Whistler from Vancouver, an hour and 15 minutes, and I hitchhiked that exact time so I had to literally leave my house put my finger out and get picked up straight away I was going to be late for the interview walk out of my house dressed in a suit all, all dolled up put my hand out gets to these these people um, these Philippine family says to me where are you going I says Whistler they says oh me, me too which part of Whistler I says uh, Whistler back home to go to the interview they says we too that's where we work drop me to the door arrived one minute in perfect time for my interview the fellow that I was with arrived one minute late didn't get the job right so Patrick showed up with the with the total backpack that I met randomly. Yeah, <laughs> brought me, carried me to Cambodia. In Cambodia, the day before, I meet a fella Keith Loftus that gives me his bed in Canada. Then gets me, guided me towards meeting in battle on the lighthouse. And on the lighthouse, I met Kiwi Chris, and Kiwi Chris gave me the contact for Whistler. And in Whistler, I met you, which is like, it's kind of scary because how. The story ends. So, have you anything? Have you any other stories? Or yeah, sh- yeah. Like a lot of people think when you're working with the universe, it's, it's a lot of mad, and a lot of people say it would never happen to me. But when you have a pre-made plan, it's impossible. It'll actually be very a lot more difficult. Yeah, because the plan is to have the no plan. plan. You the never plan is you... to have no plan. Yeah, have yeah. Full trust. Yeah. In your journey, even though you have no plan, you don't know what your journey is going to think. Just trust in the universe that it's going to work out. Now, a lot of people find it very hard to have that yeah, 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 yeah. trust of wild yeah. journeying, you know. I remember I was in Mexico, flew into Mexico City, was couch surfing around Mexico City for a while, figuring out what I was going to do because I didn't have that much money to be getting buses out of Mexico City. I had a, had a budget that I was trying to budget for, you know, a few months, you know, and end up hitchhiking on a honeymoon. So that honeymoon ended up being, it was meant to be three days to Cancun, from which part of Mexico? From Mexico City. Mexico City, three days there. Three days can People on a honeymoon, yeah? Yeah. So, <laughs> the, it, it was originally, I didn't know they were on a honeymoon. I just knew 
that there was a ride going from Mexico City to Cancun and I could jump in for three days and share the diesel costs. Yeah, yeah. And that was grand, but got there, their car broke down. They had a problem with one of the wheels. So I was living with them for three days then. Then after the three days, we're all getting on very well. We jump in the car and we're on our way to Cancun and they're like, well, you know, Cancun is a little bit out of our direction, you know? And we're going to all these massive pyramids in the middle of the Mexican jungle. Like pyramids that would cost me thousands if I wanted to do the whole tour of all these yeah, pyramids, yeah, yeah. buses, hotels, everything. Yeah. It would have never even been an option for me. And then they're like, well, we enjoy your company. If you want to stay on with us, you can. So I spent three weeks on their honeymoon while they were staying in nice fancy hotels I was sleeping in their sweaty car like sweating out the car in the back you know because if you open the windows you had the mosquitoes piling in yeah, so yeah. it was like a hot box and we went to the most amazing places like the ma- most amazing pyramids in the middle of the jungle like overground and you'd see all these mountains that were un- only like 30% of all the Mexican Aztec pyramids are actually uncovered so you have all these mountains that are just jungles that yeah. are actually pyramids underneath. Now, that then, I lost my wallet. And losing my wallet, at the time, I was like, shit, I'm gonna have to lose my wallet. Now, that was like the universe setting me back for a future timing to meet that somebody. I had to meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the time, I wasn't really understanding these kind of sacred timings or sacred delays of situations. So at the time, I was like, oh, I lost my wallet. I'm in the middle of Mexico. I have no money. What am I gonna do? I can't really go into a post office, none of them speak English and you know, I wasn't really in a tourist place where anyone spoke English, so I was really out there. So then I got quickly in contact with a woofing farm. Ended up on a woofing farm. There I met a Portuguese guy that was cycling from Mexico City to Argentina. Huge cycle, it's gonna take him like four years. He was doing a mad one. And uh I was like, I may as well cycle with you. So I got yeah, myself yeah. a little girl's bike, packed it up, started cycling with him. From there, we ended up in a cafe. Now, at the time, I'm looking at my budget, and I'm looking at, right, my holiday is probably going to end soon. It was a good run. I'd done through Mexico. Didn't really make it as far as I could. Don't really have the money to keep going. I'll just have the crack on this bicycle trip, and that'll be kind of it, like, you know. And then, we're sitting at a cafe. A guy comes over to us. Do you want to go on a sailing tour? I can bring it to Cenotes. We can go snorkeling, or I have a packed lunch. You just can have the boat to yourselves. We were like, no, nah, we have tents in the field. Like, we're on a budget, like, you know. And then, uh, then he goes, well, I really need sailors for the season, you know. That's, yeah, it's nuts. And then, boom, we have a job. We have a skill that we're being trained in. And then you were making, like, commission. And you're making money for sailing the tour. And you're learning to we sail the seven seas, man. To sail the seven seas. And then from there, I was able to save up enough money to keep going. And then ended up in Colombia, Peru. Yeah, and yeah. Then even as when I got to Peru and all everything had ran out. And then I made a woman. She gives me rest to get a hotel. Or a, yeah, yeah. end up working in a hostel. Just people go, guiding you. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's sometimes hard to trust it. Constantly, because yeah. It, there's gonna be very dark times where you're like, this is mental. I've nowhere to stay. I've. So, so you know even you know even how how mental, it is. So back to to where we met. Yeah, just yeah. if how we are sitting here. 
on this ship and you know getting all this positive feedback off people it's it's, it's wonderful but i was i got a contact for couch surfing in whistler after leaving the lighthouse and i was in whistler had no money left got a contract for a job whatever they says there's no staff accommodation yeah you're 211 on the waiting list right so the girl that was couch surfing for kind of kicked me out kind of we had a bit of a disagreement and um that morning i was like right fuck i'm leaving whistler this is before i met you i says oh, i'm fucking fucked i have nowhere to stay i can't camp it's snow in the mountains whatever and then something came over i was like you know what if i have to go home to dublin tomorrow morning that'd be fine but i won't worry about tomorrow morning yeah. no point worrying about that i'll worry about it now me, me phone vibrated you know when you get the vibrate from from an email you know when you have an email yeah i knew what was in that email didn't know my email to look at the top of the mountain i was like i just remained positive gets to the top of the mountain right looks in the email uh for some reason you're at the skipping the queue would you be interested in staff accommodation just outside the village and i'm just like there was tears in my eyes nearly with joy and i was like it's just mental and then from there like when i hit you like four the one of my one of the other stories is after i left you is when post we were supposed to fly from vancouver to seattle right yeah they hit you like all the way down from uh no uh where was it seattle to to anchorage alaska we're gonna hit you like all the way down so i left my job in whistler and um from from there um I, I miss my flight and Michael Kelso says, Glenn, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna fly, I'm gonna do it on my own, right? So I'm sitting at a party in Vancouver and Michael goes, and I'm good because I wanted to go on the adventure with him and I let him down because I was supposed to fly the day before or something. And uh, all of a sudden, sitting at a party and I'm so drunk and one in the morning, Michael comes back, right? And I'm like, what the fuck? This is fucking bonkers. This is this is bonkers and um he says glenn the american customs wouldn't let me through because my passport was ripped yeah so what's the chances of that happening what's the chances of him not being true his passport was fine the fella yeah, just didn't yeah. like to love him so then he says what do you want to do i want to go on an adventure with you i says how about you leave vancouver today and hit your cup i says but the only problem is of 40 euro and he says he says what he says we can't do it. I said, we can't do it. This fella's a genius, Michael. He's so open-minded and he, he trusts the universe like us. So, I says, right, this is where I says, you know what, let's hitchhike for charity, you know, get it out there. May as well for a good cause. Done it for Crumlin's Children's Hospital. So, we hitchhiked 4,000k on $40, right? And didn't spend a penny. We were we were staying with Harry Krishnas and everyone yeah, looking after yeah. us on the way. So, when we get to the top, had $40 left forever. And Michael put up a picture of us. We were sleeping on the side of icebergs on the Yukon River and I was freezing I had like five layers of clothes on me Michael shared a post and my mum was crying and well she was upset running me Glenn you need to you can't live this life you need to cop on and Michael was like Glenn what are you going to do tomorrow I says I'll worry about what that happens it just happened the universe that time I walked into a bar and I seen the most I always go to the most lovely fella the most energy fella because he would buzz off me Randy the Bay I went there went up to Randy the Bay I says listen mate I says I need you and he says what you need me? I says, yeah. I says, I'm not going home. I says, you need to get me a job. He says, what do you do? I, well, I lied. I told him I can cook. I born these Dorito bean on the grill. <laughs> but I lied anyway, and he, and he looked after me. But basically, the next day on the icebergs, woke up, my phone was fro- my phone froze because it was so cold. Woke up, 
went to work freezing and Randy the bass is uh, Glenn uh, I can't remember his mate's name or he was with him in Cambodia but anyway one of Randy the bass good friends that I lived in Cambodia with a DJ fucking the name I meet so many people you know how it is with names yeah, yeah. but uh, basically he says how do you know your, how do you know this and that fella and I was like trying to remember who it was and I says oh I was li I'd done a season with him in Cambodia right and he says Glenn that's one of my best mates that I went to school with and I says what and he says yeah I'm at the bin on the phone with him for two hours and he's telling me you need to hire Glenn so it's like all these random coincidences which is it's so beautiful yeah and you're yeah. saying it's very good what, what you says there about you know stuff looking in the way you can't like go to australia expect to live the dream and expect ah oh, six months time you're gonna have a job in peru it doesn't work like that you have to kind of take what yeah yeah, yeah so what what do you do you think do you have any other yeah just uh like opening up to it is not easy like walking the walk because yeah. you've no idea what you're kind of walking into but it could be anything it yeah. could be anything but that's the that's the glory of it as well. Yeah, it's the beauty of nature. Because, yeah. Because then you're you've no expectation. If you have you know if you have a journey and you're like you've everything booked and you've everything planned, you've already created these expectations in your head. So you're already putting yourself up for disappointment prior to your actual journey because in your mind you're always going to imagine something much more glamorous than what yeah, reality yeah. actually is. Yeah, it's it's nuts. So the beauty of not planning is that more than likely things are going to work out a lot better than you planned because you have this still slight anxiety in your stomach that you're like yeah yeah the oh, collie wobbles yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Where you could end up you know i'm going to be end up in the tent or end up walking for miles and miles and miles and mosquitoes eating you know away, like you know it's not so this comes to the end of this podcast but i want to say like how magical it is that that we talked about because you always said to you today i was looking at you and it's like you knew what i was going to say and you're just breaking the show laughing at me Thought you were gonna kiss me. <laughs> You're not that lucky, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the boy. But um, basically, what are you saying? How mad is that I'm here? Because of all them coincidences, right? And then I come back. The day I seek professional help, yeah. The day I, you know, I'm I let go of all the past. I finally let go. I get the answers. The reason why I was that. The reason why all that happened. It was meant to be, you know. And all of a sudden. I get a phone call off you. Five years ago, I met you in in um, in Whistler, and you were telling me you're gonna gonna push off. And then you message me, and you say, "Oh, Glenn, you're looking for a crew." And then now that that universe, you had you had your incredible journey trusting the universe. I had my incredible journey trusting the universe, and the two of us, the universe is pulling the two of us to me here. And here we are now, going deep sea diving for spoiler crab, cooking them a feast, and you know, although there. Are, there can be a lot of negative people out there that's you know they don't understand it whatever but they don't matter but the positive messages that we're getting yeah. they're fucking loving you captain but the captain's single so why not so hit him up on instagram <laughs> at nao60 is it or no tune 60 n-a-o-t-u-n 60 means, uh, boat enclosure in old norsk boat enclosure nice nice but but yeah so it's wonderful it's kind of crazy how the universe works so if you haven't uh any problems with if you think the universe is out to get you that's uh i used to be a lot like that most of the time but it's never out to get you it's it's um whatever it is just just keep trying and keep going and um we will see you uh, tomorrow for another po podcast uh from captain fancy pants and glenn o'reilly murray peace out babies <laughs>